right back where we started from California. Welcome to the OCD, bitch. This is your host, Mike Gravano. Did you know the song was that short? It might be shorter than normal. Producer Dave got his wet little fingies out there. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't have sang, Mike. <laughs> but you did. You sang so wonderfully. And what? can you give me another? Give me that line again. What was the line? Let's say it's right back where we started from. Right back where we started from. Yeah, but sing it like you would sing it on stage. That's how we do it on stage. No. I'm like a, a just more of like a vocal performer. Mm. You know, not really a singer. I think you're betraying where you came from and the era you came up in. Well, I was born on the stage. My mom was a prostitute who accidentally wandered on stage when she was pregnant. She thought it was an elevator. So you do like the Decemberists, you lying sack of dog shit. Did I just sing a Decemberist song? Or you started one? one for sure. The Decemberists were all born on the stage by a prostitute who uh, thought it was an elevator? Yeah. Wow. They're a roving band of 13 cup tablets. <laughs> what month was that? What month? November. What, November, yeah. Yeah. One came late, and he named it the Decemberist, which is a real power move for well, a sibling. When you're the baby of the family, you get to do things like name the family band. Which seems not right. Right. Isn't everybody supposed to kick the baby on their way out? <laughs> different times. Yeah. Different families. You're thinking of the 1890s, the other time where people, it was popular to dress like the Decemberists and <laughs> sing true. about that shit. Fun fact about the 1890s, that is where the original California, here we come, came from. Oh, yeah. And then it went away for a long time, and then the Aquabats and all the other ska bands went, I like the 1890s. There was also that time where Ricky and Lucy drove to California and sang the song. Yeah. Why doesn't Phantom Planet ever give them? I believe that. Fred, Ethel. Fred and Ethel. Ricky and Lucy, Mm -hmm. original ska band. Yeah. They were in that car. They all have ska band names. Sure. I would go see the Fred, Fred and the Ethels. <laughs> you know they're going to fucking do a sweet cover of like the Full House. Yeah. Do you remember how high Fred Mertz's pants were? Probably just a half an inch under the nips. What he did, what, yeah, what was the craze back then was it wasn't belt or suspenders, but you would have nipple rings, mm-hmm. and then you would chain those to just like an inch down to your pants right. and walk around like that. Well, Fred served in the Navy mm-hmm. in World War II, and that's nipple rings, that's... Standard issue. Standard issue in the sure. Navy. You get that sweet pea coat with the big old buttons, and the same size of those buttons are big bull nipple rings. <laughs> That's why it's so hard to kill people in the Navy, because you're not sure if they're the bad guy or not, and then you touch their nipples, no piercing, gotta kill you, bro. Sorry. Because yeah. the Navy, they train in the dark. Right. So it's all about that nipple touching. And in the Navy, you would send your battleship close to another battleship, and then have a ladder go from mm-hmm. one to the other, and then storm over. But before you storm over, you do have to yell a sequence of numbers and letters. And only if the other ship goes, yup, then you get to throw it down. Do you mean like binary? Yeah. You just throw it out zeros and ones? Zeros and ones. Or maybe B4. Which person in the Navy gets to swing from one ship, from the good guy ship to the bad guy ship? Is that like the highest ranking person or the lowest ranking person? Rear Admiral. Rear Admiral? He gets to decide. He either takes the glory or he goes, "Uh, who's the squabby? Go do it, squabby. So it's either the Rear Admiral who has served... 40 years in the Navy, or it's the kid they found on a desert island who's 13 who's now the ship's mascot. And he's the one kid on the island that's like three feet by three feet, mm-hmm. just enough room for one single palm tree. Yes. That's who Gary Larson based all the Farsight cartoons on, is that Navy kid. That Navy kid who was also a cow, which is crazy. Uh, I love that kid because he keeps sending messages in bottles, and then he won't look at the other side of the island where there's hundreds of his messages in bottles. They just whoop right around to the other side. That's not funny at all. <laughs> that is 
crazy depressing. That's how you text yourself, right? Yeah. You will take your iPhone, a very nice iPhone 4, by the way. Thank you. Not a lot of cracks in it. And then you'll text your burner, so it makes people think that you're popular. Yes. And then I just never pull out my burner, because then they would see that I have a flip phone. Uh-huh. And I don't want to answer those questions that it would arise. Well, they would assume that you're a drug dealer until they look at your shoes, or in your case, lack thereof, and then just know that you're a flip phone guy. What if that's my game? To trick people into not thinking you're a drug dealer by not wearing shoes? Yeah. Is that a stereotype? Drug dealers wear really nice shoes? I'm sure. I mean, I don't know if it's a stereotype, but I bet they do. Because they have all that money? Yes, they have money to buy things like shoes. Yeah, but did you read the breakdown? Like how, because they're on call 24-7, drug dealers and doctors, hardest workers in America? Sure. Aren't aren't doctors the real nation's drug dealers, if you think about it? Oh, my God. Opium epidemic. Sorry for turning this show into 60 minutes right now. You heard about it? Are you Barbara Walters or Hugh Downey? I'm Hugh Downs. I know his name is Hugh Downs, but we have kind of a charming repartee. I get to call him Downey. Oh, yeah, I get it. That's how we're funny is because we will slightly change people's names. Mm-hmm. Right. And I you, cut off the S of Barbara Walter. You always do that with his specific name. Mm-hmm. You have some sort of syndrome when it comes to changing Hugh Downs' name. I don't have you? Hugh Downsy syndrome. Oh, come on, dude. Why? Why? Why start the show like that? Like what? Oh, I, you're right. I forgot to say thank you to the Holophonics for giving us that wonderful cover. That's how we start a show. And I don't know if we've covered this before, that listeners have been like, why do you have the best song ever? For such a shitty show? For such is a that what you're going to say, show. Mike? Uh, it is a ska cover of the OC's theme song. Wait, you think that's a question for people? They don't, they don't understand? Somebody legit asked me that. And could, they, could I have screamed, I'll Google that for you? Certainly I could have. But I don't want to ostracize our fans that way. So wait, somebody came up to you and asked, hey, your theme song for the OCD, that ska cover of Phantom Planet, is that a ska song? That was their question? No. They said, why did I have to listen to that before your show started? Oh, so they're a moron when it comes to music yes. is what you're saying. I don't like the connotation of, why did I have to listen to that? Which lets you know they're not from Southern California, right? Right. They weren't, that bo- is they weren't born exactly when we were and love that music and think it's the best. If you're born between the age of the years you and I were born, in the between the zip codes you and I were born, it's just in your fucking blood. Exactly. Is it? Are there more band geeks in the greater OC area than anywhere else? Is that why we all love ska? Maybe because those motherfuckers made trumpets cool. But but like think about like Texas. There's probably a lot there. It's yeah, a big state. But there, it's all about the drum line. Right. I saw a documentary about it. Okay. It's pretty boring. <laughs> all documentaries are. There's a lot of eights and eights. Right. Until Ken Burns came and went. What if we move the pictures slow? <laughs> Did and, you see his 13 episode? Doc on drumlines? No. Yeah, it's real good. PBS put that out? It's still just banjo in the background? Like, all of his documentaries? I don't understand. Well, he made a contract with the banjo guy a long time ago, and he can't break it. How often is Ken Burns repeating pictures in his documentaries? Not in, like, I'm not saying is he putting Civil War pictures in the baseball (laughs) documentary. I'm saying how many times are we looking at the same baseball pictures in the baseball documentary? Oh, for sure. He just, like, flips them? Yeah. So you don't notice, and it's going the other way now? Or draws a mustache with crayon? Like, this was a different player. And you go, oh, everybody looked different back then. Yeah. And by different, I mean exactly the same. Right. 1930s were weird, Ryan. I think... That you want to get back to that time? I do want to get back to up, that time. That's fucked up, dude. That's fucked up. Weren't things more innocent? Everybody just was wearing barrels. Everyone was wearing FDR barrels, FDR yeah. hadn't fixed things yet. We all were just singing songs about how Herbert Hoover sucked. It was We, we needed the Navy to come along and fix things, because up till then, we were clamping barrels to our body with nipple rings. And that is a painful experience. That's horrendous. Have yeah. you ever weighed a barrel? And somehow it got into our DNA. My whole family, going back for generations, are Navy barrelmen. And now my nipples are saggy and four inches long. 
Just you were born that way. I was born that way. Mm, yeah, it's weird. You can get a doctor like when you got you're circumcised. I assume. Yeah. That you should have just had the doctor circumcise those nibs. Oh, you wanted me to come out and make requests? Yeah. Okay. As a infant. Well, yeah, you should blame your parents. They handed me that little menu that you get at like sushi places. Uh-huh. And so, yeah, I was I just didn't see yeah. it. I didn't check it off. Oh, you got to flip over. There's oh, always, there's another side. People always talk about the In-N-Out secret menu. Nobody's talking about the Briss Doctor secret menu. And there's a lot on there. The problem, too, is that I was a little fucked up. I was blurry-eyed. Uh-huh. Right? Bushy-tailed. Oh, bushy-tailed. I had just learned how to read. And so I think I actually hit the or checked the mark that said, uh, stretch these nipples out a couple more inches. Mm, you know, these aren't long enough for my taste. And the doctor was willing as shit. You should have seen the smile on his face. Well, it just never happens, right? And he's like this dumbass baby. And you got to make the move before the parents fight back. Lawyers get involved. You got to stretch those nips as fast as possible. Your parents were busy handing out cigars and whiskey bottles, right? And then cheersing and tipsing. And they're, they're like, "Baby, you handle the paperwork." Right. Mommy was in labor for fifty-eight hours. And also, my mom was busy uh, finishing up shitting all over the place, which is something that all moms do. Look it up. I'm not just talking crap on my mom. Hashtag I guess all moms crap. <laughs> and I'm sick of people pretending moms don't crap. That's, that's going to be my goal when I have a kid. Sure. I wish I'd started the story differently. Crap on them? I think that I have the willpower, the mind over matter, to be the first person not to shit everywhere when I'm having a baby. I think you can do it. I believe in you. Even though you have like a weak tummy? Yes, I do. I just shit right now. I think when you have a kid, you will not shit the whole 18 years that kid's in your house. Man, it's going to be uncomfortable, and I'm really going to want him to move out. Like, have you ever been on a first date and not farted or shit for like an hour and a half? That's so long. Imagine 18 years. Is an hour and a half an average time for a date? I don't know. Like, isn't it now just coffee and hand jobs? <laughs> it's just a co- so like five minutes? Five minutes, yeah. <laughs> you pound that espresso <laughs> shot, you pound that HJ, and you get out of there. We're all busy folks with numerous jobs. Look, it's the future, right? We don't have time for anything more than a coffee and a handjob. Just a coffee and a handjob. What's your longest date that didn't involve sleeping over? Like, yeah, your longest date that didn't involve sex. Um, well, I have yet to have one of those, but... Oh, you ho. Me and my current wife, and I say current because you never know. You never know. Divorce may be in the cards. Uh, we went to Magic Mountain for our first date, and that was like nine hours. I was going to say mine is nine hours. That's awesome. And we did not have sex with each other on that day. So but I you think guys that got fits freaky. the bill. Yeah. Well, I mean, who is it? Bugs Bunny and Snoopy? No, Snoopy's at Knott's. Snoopy's at fucking Knott's, you theme park racist. <laughs> Bugs Bunny and Yosemite Sam? Yes. Those characters get wild. It is the adult theme park for right. a lot of reasons. And the only reason those kid rides exist at Six Flags is for hand jobs. Yes. Yeah, because, and to like settle your stomach a little, I'm sick of going upside down. Can I just go on the log flume for a right. sec? Why is bodily fluids only flying out of my top half? Let's get some flying out of my bottom half. And that's... That's a good day uh-huh. when it's flung out of every orifice it can. It can, dude. It can. Welcome to the OCD, the only podcast out there that talks about the underrated and seminal show of the early aughts. That's not true. The OC. So I think we're going to have to switch that. The best We can do that, although there? I don't know if we have the science. How about this? The only podcast that talks about the OC, that is on the same network as a show that is the only show that talks about every single TV show based on a comic book. I like that. that. Umbrella marketing. Right. You know the umbrella marketing I love the best is the ones with the duck handles. Really? The quackers. I thought we were all about the spins. Isn't that what gets umbrella oh, selling? I get dizzy. Oh, yeah. I can't look at those for too long. It's like I'm at Six Flags about to get a hand job. <laughs> best to spew from everywhere. The cool thing is that almost every umbrella salesman will give you a hand job. They're one rung down from Carney's as far as handjob availability. Yeah, Carney's. 
won't ask. They're diving in there the minute you're trying to give them a coupon to go on the fucking fire loop. And not in a rapey way, in a just a customer service way. Let me give you that hand No, job. I wouldn't call the guy who at a red light tries to wipe my windows rapey. Right. And carnies are cut from the same cloth. Exactly. They're often that same person. We do have to take a break, Ryan, but when we come back, we're going to talk about Rooney, motherfucker! Tonight on The O.C., everybody's favorite band, Rooney, is in town, and the Rooney. kids all go to L.A. to watch them play, leaving Ryan feeling third wheel to Marissa and Oliver, and Seth and Anna struggling to tell Summer that she's their third wheel. Meanwhile, Luke just loves people and being around people. Sandy and Kirsten's solo night gets ruined when Haley and Jimmy play board games and watch a Golden Girls marathon, so there's nowhere to bone in a four-story house with 13 bedrooms. Ryan, my dude, I ask you this. How does naming the episode The Third Wheel and then sprinkling that everywhere in this episode sit with you? That's a really good question, Mike. It's almost like I wrote that down and gave it to you just before we started recording. It's almost like that. It's almost like but that. But we're just on the same wavelength. Sure, we're just on the same wavelength, and I totally didn't just write that question down and slide it over the table right before recording. I thought you were making me an offer. Do we get? Do I get more like residuals from this episode because of how I had thought of that question? Yeah. When the residuals roll in for just this one episode, I'm saying we split the residuals on every other show. Yeah, I'll give you points on that rear end. Thank you for that statement. Right now, today, 7.8. I am about to sound like a dum-dum. Please. Because this is, what, my sixth time going through the show? Yes. And for the first five times, I didn't notice, at least in these first 13 or 14 episodes, how much the storylines are tied together thematically, Mm -hmm. which I guess a TV show is supposed to do. I think just a little more subtle than what we have here. And then also, transitionally, it's hard, especially in the first half of each episode, for them to cut from one scene to another without doing some like almost Mr. Show-level acrobatics of tying them together. Without being as funny as Mr. Show. Probably not, no. Can we break down the, the theme and the third wheeling and who, who our players are? Okay, so let's start with Marissa and Ryan would be the obvious. And you would think that Oliver would be the third wheel. Because mm-hmm. Marissa and Ryan are in a relationship. They kissed on a goddamn Ferris wheel. Probably oh, got wait. a hand job. But Oliver has made it so Ryan seems like the third wheel. Because in the in the opening, uh, Marissa and Ryan are supposed to grab dinner, and Oliver feeds Marissa while she's on the phone telling Ryan there's been a change of plans. Ooh. Never feed anybody ever on the phone. No. Especially not with their significant other is the person on the other side of the phone. If my wife asked me to feed her, and we're fucking married, uh, I will get up, go across the room, because usually we dine at separate tables. Oh, I thought you were like Batman- Vicky Bale style. <laughs> and then we just end up in Alfred's apartment anyway. It's so much cozier there. It's just so cozy. Alfred, go back to the mansion. And I will take it. I will have it on my fork. I will not f- even fake an airplane. And then I will gently put it on her plate and say, eat that. Because you're On a your own. On your own with your own goddamn hands. Because you're a gentleman. Right. And that's what a gentleman does. So that's the, that's the one that's the biggest one. And that's probably what the show is named after. But uh-huh. we also have Luke is now fully in the group. As a Labrador Retriever come to life. Yes. And he is the fifth wheel, sixth wheel at this point. To everybody. To ever, to an entire group. They do pass Luke off throughout the night like he's some sort of kids who had friends earliest in the group and nobody wants to hang out with their kid. But they all, that's the only way you could go to the fucking summer fair together. Exactly. So everybody's trading off the little tyrant. Now at this point, I'm not sure why Luke isn't just written out of the show, but that's fine. That's a different conversation. Summer, unbeknownst to her for the almost the entire hour, uh-huh. uh, finds out that she's a third wheel, which I would much rather find out right away. Yes. Because the second I find out at the end of the night I'm a third wheel, 
I do this huge flashback. Do you of, memento the whole I night? memento the entire night, and I look at every single time. But it seemed like people were enjoying my company, and they were hating my company the entire time. Mostly because they're cowardice-ass bitches. Right. And we'll get dig into all of that later. But you know what's weird, Mike, is that when they tell me, and then I scream at them, oh, you're coward-ass bitches, that does not ingratiate me back into the group. It, you think it would. You think it'd be like that Sega code that just unlocks it. <laughs> now we're all friends again. You think that should be my version of up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A, B, A, select, start? Yes. I agree. Try it. I agree. Or maybe just scream what you just screamed, and it unlocks all the codes in life. And in the meantime, 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 mean, 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 we mean. have Seth. Nope, I'm sorry. Seth Sr., known as Sandy, and Sanford. Kirsten talking wildly openly about how they're going to fuck that night, later that night. In front of their kid, in front of their adopted kid. Everyone around. Sister. At one point, they, call, they both call their parents and say, hey, guys, is dad on? Okay, put him on speaker. I'm going to have sex with my wife tonight. Is dad on? Because I'm going to say something that's going to get him off. Phone high five. And then Haley and Jimmy's relationship uh-huh. becomes the third wheel of that. And you're right. They I, have a million rooms in the house. Uh-huh. Are they really fucking loud? I know Sandy fucks, but is he fucking loud? Well, Sandy fucks and Kirsten drinks, and that combo is groundbreaking. And I think they really wanted to bone in that jacuzzi. Right. I think they talk about that all of the time. That's true. Okay, so maybe in your bedroom, if they're a little bit loud, Haley and Jimmy would just have to deal with that. But if they go outside, right outside the window that they're playing Connect Four next to, yeah. and bone right in that jacuzzi, that's probably pushing boundaries. Because especially in '03, because I watched a show on Hulu called Casual, and that family was just fine with open windows and bone in the jacuzzi. Casual is somewhere in bet- directly in between the OC and incest porn. It that sets such a weird cloud, or because that's the first episode of Casual. When and they all fuck. When they all fuck. So even though there's nothing completely incesty, it is a family with weird boundaries. But that made me think gross shit was going to happen the entire two I know. seasons I watched. It really puts you in a weird mood. Because if you do something in the first five minutes of your show, I'm never going to forget it. Uh-huh. Like, I'm never going to forget Phantom Planet because OC put it in the first five minutes of their show. Dickheads. I'm never going to forget Jesse from Buffy, even though he was only in two episodes and there was eight seasons of that show. Because he was in the first five minutes of that show. I've only seen the first two episodes, and I don't remember who you're talking about. He's Xander's friend. They're like, Xander needs a friend who's even doofier. Yeah, Xander has no friends and should never have friends. Yeah, Xander sucks. Xander's the real Seth Cohen of the Buffyverse. So, in conclusion, we got it, OC. We get that you're doing something thematic here. But don't you like that with each... There's no traditional third wheel here. Summer's the closest, except that she doesn't even know it. They are fucking with a third wheel in every scenario they're in. I guess, yes, if you had to reach and reach and reach and barely... They call me Stretch Armstrong, motherfucker. Because you're super biased and you have to protect this thing that you love, which does not love you back. It's just a show that's been off the air for like 15 years. Then, yes, I guess that's a good argument. It gives me goodnight kisses every night. Great. I think it does love me back. And then there's the other thing I'm talking about. Is the Segway stuff, which we got a lot of a couple episodes ago when essentially Ryan and Sandy were living the same life. Uh-huh. Right? Ryan's at a new school. Sandy's at a new job firm. And every time it cut from one to the other, they were doing the exact same Mug thing. Mugshot. Or Mugshot. E- Mugshot, exactly. This now is super stretching. I don't think even you, Captain Bias, can defend this one where it's no longer just Sandy and Ryan, but everybody. Uh-huh. What's the other show that does this besides? Oh, Archer. Archer always does this. Always has... The first word of the next scene complete uh-huh. the sentence of the last scene. But Archer's is jokes or attempts at jokes where OC is just... It, the Arrow does this with their flashbacks, and it's not themes. It's just this plant kind of looks like 
Ollie's ornamental staircase thing. Right. But you're like, that doesn't actually connect to anything, guys. Right. Or you'll see um, like a fish building with wood a thing to get from story one to story two in a house. And then Ollie will be like, oh, I'm going to go do the salmon ladder. And then it cuts to a salmon ladder flashback. Things like this. Yeah. It's just a little try hard. So are you saying things like Jimmy and Haley gushing about the Golden Girls and then Anna and Summer gushing about the Golden Girls? Yeah. And I guess that one is supposed to show that we're all in the same world and it's a crazy night. We're all living under the same stars. What I like is it is we've talked about different ways. This is not like the normal OC. They do vamp it up. It's a little more Malibu than Newport. But this lets you know for real that this is Earth 38. This is a magical world where fucking Golden Girls is the biggest television show in history. Girls that, I mean, are Summer, it's, it's hard for me to do all the math, but Summer and Anna, are they old enough to have seen the Golden Girls? Yeah, because back then, Nick at Night oh, right. was old-ass shows. And I refuse to believe that Nick at Night is still old-ass shows. It's just shows I remember being on right. TV. Like Wings. Oh, man. I would fucking go get cable if Wings was on Nick at Night. Shit. Wings is like is a show that has as many episodes as Bones. I've never seen a second of either one. I watched... Okay, so did not have cable till high school. I watched every episode of Wings. There was Lowell. There's a character named Lowell. That's the Sandman. Played by Thomas Hayden Church. Uh, and he was the dumb mechanic. And even as a kid, I was like, look, I know I'm supposed to love Friends and Joey Tribbiani. He is no Lowell. Was Lowell, the character, so funny that that's how they came up with LOL? Yes. That's Lowell what brought the Lowells. And that, that was the, his norm. He'd walk into the mechanic shop and they'd go, Lowells! At one point in the show, this is towards the beginning. Wings? No, we're not talking about wings anymore. The show nor the hot chicken food. <laughs> Give me that hot chicken food. There's one point in the show where some, one of the kids calls another kid whipped. Uh-huh. You know, like the traditional... Like, okay. the girl is the boss of the boy. Seth is whining that him and Ryan haven't been hanging out. And then Ryan and Marissa have already plans. And Ryan's like, and Seth's like, can we do something? He's like, oh, yeah, I'll just check in with Marissa. And he goes, you're whipped. Which, he's using it wrong. And then, transition it. Then transition it. Haley listens to, I think, Seth and, I'm sorry, Sandy and Kirsten make a date. Yeah. And then Haley says... Oh, you guys are whipped. She's that's like, God, even, they're so whipped. That's even worse use of the word than Seth. Like, you guys are just forcing a word in there to transition here. I don't think peop- I don't think the writers of this show know what the word whipped means. Because neither of them... One, it's a dumb insult. I, I could forgive almost a 16-year-old saying it to another 16-year-old because it's so dumb. Being like, Psh, you're so in love, you check in with your partner, you fucking whipped. But Haley's using it on people who've been married for 20 years. And are making plans together, mutually. Well, she, there's been hints of this since she showed up on the scene, but she hates happiness. And right. she's doing everything she can. She wants a repeat of the New Year's Eve of, if I'm mean to you, maybe you'll go fuck other people and then ruin your happy life. To the point where she has a full-on roast meltdown of Kirsten and her job at the end uh-huh. of the episode, to which Sandy puts her oh. directly in her place. Oh. Okay, there's so many things I want to talk about. Before we get out of this one, though, I think I just figured it out why they keep using this word. What is the official food of the Cohen household? Bagels? And what is the thing that goes on bagels? Whipped cream cheese? It's, they're just pointing at cream cheese. That's what that's they're doing. That's so whipped. Yeah, that's so whipped. They're just saying, like, oh, that's not shitty Ryan's cream like, cheese. I got to check in with Marissa, and he has a like just like a good Philadelphia strawberry cream cheese. Uh-huh. And he's like, that's so whipped. Do you, do you go for the sweeter than, like, the savory? No, most of the time, for every 10 bagels I eat, nine are savory. Okay, and you have a little card that yeah. a whole and bunch of Yeah, and then I've earned my sweet bagel. My sweet, sweet bagel. Okay, so uh, talking about how you have a real phone and a flip phone, and that's why your loser is a bridge too far. But we can't 
talk about the fact that you have a card that you made and a hole puncher that you carry and hole punch your own card? Do you know how many Kinko's classes I had to go to figure out how to make that card look real? Do you mean FedEx? Well, now. When yeah. I started going, oh, it was I just see. Kinko's. This is in the past, when things had different names. This is in the past. We have to take a break. When we come back, we're going to dig into the Rooney Show. Oh, my God, already? Before we talk about any character development or arcs or plot, can we fucking talk about Rooney? Let's talk about Rooney. Let's get right to the magical music moment of the week. Uh, it's Rooney. It's Rooney. Rooney was on the show. I have a question for you real quick. Their big hit they played on the show, and I don't know how to use the words big or hit. So shoo-shoo shaking. It's shoo-shoo shaking, but shoo-shoo are the, would be like, that would be if the word was shooking. Uh-huh. But, and they don't say shay shay shaking. Shay shay shaking. They say shoo shoo shaking. Yeah. Now Phil Collins all taught us that the first syllable of studio is sue and then sue. Yes. So that makes sense to me. And then wait, sing that, sing a bar. Sue sue studio. I like Phil Collins. Who doesn't? Well, he's the guy behind the music of Tarzan, your favorite movie of all time. Oh no, wait, you're a Hercules guy. I can be both. <laughs> I love all the greatest Disneys. Wow, the greatest Disneys all came out in the late 90s, early 2000s. And nobody talks about it enough. Yeah. Look for my new podcast. You big Atlantis, the Lost Empire guy? Don't oh, boy. fuck around. Michael J. Fox played the star. You big Mulan three and a half guy? Where they just really dug into the dragon's backstory? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought the dragon's backstory really tipped the scales. I like it. Thanks, bud. Carry on. Thanks, dude. I'm so glad you're my co-host and not anyone else. So Rooney is this band, because you don't remember them, because until they got to the chorus, I was like, I've never heard. The way they act about Rooney is they they are- It's the Beatles. The Beatles are, are the Beatles, And that's helpful because Rooney looks and dresses like the fucking Beatles. They all have the stupid haircut. The dumb the Beatles. Mop. Do. The, the moppy toppies. <laughs> A much better name than Rooney. Just no eyes, all nose, all hair. Yeah. There's it's like a seventies there's like a seventies underground comic that drew all their characters like Rooney looks with the hair yes. and the giant nose. Did that comic also do the cartoon intro of Grease that would go on to mislead every little kid <laughs> who had to watch Grease and be like, I'm gonna watch a great cartoon. Because you think, oh, this is a movie with the Ramones in it or something awesome. And no, it's flying cars and not even cool flying cars. Let me pitch this movie. It ends with a car soaring there. I'm on board. You're gonna hate it. What? What the fuck you? Also, it's a musical. Then that's doubly crazy. No, I'm on board. Yeah, that's doubly crazy that you would hate it. It's a goddamn musical. A musical with flying car? Cool. Oh, we didn't talk about the fact that the lead singer of Rooney and the bass player of Rooney, during the concert, they go and have a little conversation. And the drummer looks at him like, oh, what the fuck am I? The third wheel. And then the camera just zooms in and out and in and out. And then he goes, because that's the title of the set. He is very. He is the Michael Winslow of his time, as far as TV sound effects. Rooney drummer. Yeah, his want want kachish like want want. Yeah, he had Winslow esque all the instruments, but he just did it all on the mouth. So Rooney, I think, is in this show, and eventually, I think season two is when we'll get a band every two episodes. That's when the bait shop opens. The, oh, I fucking love the bait shop, and we but, get Alex. I fucking love Alex, but the singer of Rooney is the little brother of Jason Schwartzman. Cool fun fact, bro. Who. Plays the drums of California, the theme song to the OC. He's in the band California singing the song (laughs) California. And I think they asked Phantom Planet to be on the show, and they went, nope, but I have a brother. And that's why you have a brother, to go do things you don't want to do. Exactly. Now, before we get to the Rooney show, though, we do have to mention that 
we see them getting ready for the Rooney show. Yes. And what that means, and I don't know if you have this version of yourself either now or back then, but we get rock show versions of all the characters, as if this is like a line of action figures. Uh-huh. Marissa is in like crimped hair, I think it's called. Yes. And yeah, slightly different makeup and her rock band shirt. I think it just says rock band on it. And she loved the video game. Atwood just comes as Atwood. It's just well, he's already rock band out. There's only one action figure, and then Seth. I want to go over Seth. Anna always looks stupid, so it's just a different form of stupid. But Seth has got like a members only ish jacket on. Uh huh. And once again. We get the date tie. He puts on the fucking date the tie. tie. that is the same pattern as his shirt? No, not, that's not this one. That was oh. the New Year's party. This is just a thin black tie uh, and his members-only jacket. Yeah, he looks kind of dumb. You can't look as... Uh, can we jump into OC Couture? Yes, let's do that. It's always... If Anna's in this episode, it's going to be Anna, right? Yeah. Because she has two action figures, and it's a tie between her... In the beginning of the episode, when they're first talking about how they suck and aren't telling Summer, they're in their Hogwartsian study hall. She's in a pink shirt under a yellow shirt, like a long sleeve pink shirt under a yellow t-shirt, and then a blue scarf wrapped around, and that looks fucking shitty. And then her concert attire is like a vinyl, bright, shiny pink jacket. Based on how Anna dresses, I would not be surprised if she was a homeless girl (laughs) who just happened to live in the dumpster behind Gap Kids. And just put it all on and went to school. It's all the stuff they can't sell. Yeah, Gap Kids and like a sex shop because that's her <laughs> stuff combined because there's a lot of glossy vinyl. The only other, and it has to all come from the rock show, but the only other Orange Couture thing that I noticed, because this is a thing that I had forgot about until I watched this episode, was Summer's Belt. Do you remember Summer's Belt at the rock show? No. It's one of those leather belts that has holes all the way around. Okay. But there's two holes all the way around mm-hmm. with the double belt. I, had, I wore that, for yes. sure. I am the, not shocked at all. The spiked kind. I, I had the spiked belt, and I would ruin... Like My family was like, you can't sit on the couch if you're going to put that belt on. You stand tonight. Now, have we gone over my history of belts? No. And my lifetime? Yes, we have. We have? You hate belts. I remember screaming at you about how you don't wear belts right. No, no, no. Yes, I, I don't wear them white, right, but like the style of belts has changed more rapidly when I was a youth than any other article of clothing. Like All the shoes and all the shirts are basically the same. Converse for life, baby. Converse for life. But the belt, I believe when I first started wearing one, and now I'm going to date myself, like this is how old I was, it was a lot of like thick wicker weaves. Oh, yeah. And you would just jam your belt. What is Wherever. The, what's the little thing you call it? Tongle. You, you would jam, you would jam, you jam the tongle. Jungle the tongle. Into wherever you could. Yeah. The second version, besides just black leather normal, was almost like a uh, car... A seatbelt? A seatbelt, sort of. Like, you would push it in. It was felt. And some of them just looked like, they said, like, Toyota or GZ, yeah. like the, the, the sassy ones. Uh, I'm sure mine said Dickies. And you would unclasp it, bring the felt through as far as you could, oh, that and then clasp about. it back. So, like, an airplane seatbelt. Exactly, like, yes. There's the car seatbelt ones that actually looked like a seatbelt. Yeah, I mean, that like they just were like seatbelts in function, not in any Form. other way. Yeah, airplane seatbelt is the best way. The dumb seatbelt. And then we got to Summer's double hole, yeah. double tongle, and then we're just back to like normal, I don't know, black or brown, what do you do? Leather. What just, color are my shoes? fucking be an adult about it. Summer talked about different uh, action figures. Her rock show, she looks like a party version of Zoya the Destroyer uh-huh. from Glow. Just same like, Bouffant? why don't girls do that more? A bouffant, like a mohawk long hair? Yes. It's fucking awesome. Dude, is this showing our age? Because that hairdo sends me, like, through the wall. Is that why I like it? Like, it just reminds you of hotties 
I think from it's the back. I think it's like our parents saying like, "Oh, I really love Betty Boop's hairdo." Like, that's a oh, classic. Oh, so old. Those weird like brush it down and then little spikes, just gel spikes <laughs> on your forehead. That's Betty Boop hair. But the way she has almost like a, it's just it's a pompadour mm-hmm. but reshaped into girl style. Oh my goodness! And that makes sense because it's third wave ska. Fifth wave big band, like that's where the big bouffants come. But do you really think uh, Summer is tailoring her hair that specifically to the genre of music, or do you think no. that's just her rock show hair? Here's why Summer sucks, and all these kids suck. They're not actually into tread lightly subgenres of music. Uh huh. And if you're in high school, you should be. You freak me out if you're like, I just like music. Yeah, Seth is the closest, and his yeah. subgenre is less popular. Right. Like just slightly less popular than popular. That's his subgenre. But Summer is the kind of gal who's just like. This is what you wear to a rock show. I'm going to wear a shirt that just says punk on it, no matter where I'm at. And that double hold belt. The double hold belt, which is pretty punky. So that's OC Couture. We've covered it all. Yes. And then Oliver is very classic, early 2000s OC Couture. There's a lot of pink, but like not cool pink, preppy pink, mm-hmm. under like a brown jacket. Just figuring out every way to clash Shame Ryan. A, br- a guy that you really want to just kick the shit out of. Yeah. I fucking hate Oliver. So that is their... Their opening scene. And Marissa and Ryan are getting ready to go to the show. Ryan is like, I've never heard them. And she's playing it. She's like, good, right? And he's like, ah, it's my first time listening to it. Because you can't actually like a song when somebody's staring at you going, do you like this song? But Ryan Wisdom, this isn't an official segment at all. But he, she starts to get mad. And he goes, oh, you should turn it up. It's really good. <laughs> Fucking smart, man. Yes. Ryan, despite all of his lack of relationship experience, despite all of his lack of sexual, or his like non-lack of sexual Too experience, much sexual experience. Seems to know how to wield a girlfriend. He, I think he, we're seeing him get smarter emotionally. His emotional IQ is going up. He's getting funnier every episode. And so he's just learning how to be in this world and play everybody around him. Also, this isn't going to sound that crazy to you because two of the finest performances in TV history are Ryan Atwood from the TV show The O.C., and Jim Gordon from the TV show Gotham. Mm-hmm. So I'm not telling tales. Ben's McKenz. Ben's McKenz. Um, his faces, when Oliver is describing what his life is like, oh, we should go to France, we should ski the Alps, uh-huh. we should go to, don't go to the Louvre. Uh, Ryan was so excited that he knew a museum in France, right. and Oliver just immediately says, oh, that's bullshit. And they, throughout the entire conversation, they keep cutting back to Ryan, uh-huh. and he gives some of the best face I have ever oh. seen. And Oliver did a quick Rich Kid Terminator, and... He didn't actually care about fuck the Louvre. He just went, fuck Ryan. I know what you're doing. I'm not going to let you do it. This is class shaming Ryan because Ryan's like, oh, yeah, that was the couscous was good. He went, ha, that's the fennel. And just let him have it. Now, here's the thing. Over these 14 episodes, I think that we have classified ourselves that I am the more light-haired, tough guy, take no shit, um, kick anybody's ass, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. super strong-willed, super strong-worded, Kid Chino, uh-huh. and that you are the super skinny, and you look great, by the way. Like, Don't be mean. What are you, 85 pounds now? I, I'm loving how much weight you've lost. Wait, if I'm 85 pounds, send me to the hospital. That's not a good friend. <laughs> um, and then, like, smarmy, shitty, nobody likes, super selfish, the Loki mm-hmm. to my mm-hmm. Thor. You are the Seth officially. Sure. Now, if we're in that situation where somebody is rich terminatoring me, mm-hmm. and I'm making all those faces, do you see that happening and call Oliver out? Yes. Or do you think you're more likely to do what Seth does, which no. is he has no idea at what is even in the room no idea. and buys directly in to Oliver's shit. No. Fuck you, Seth. Even 16-year-old Mike Seth was not Seth Seth because it's you just dryly terminated them back because that's your boy. That's your kid Chino. At the very least, 
because you know my or Atwood's penchant for just getting some fresh air. Right. And also my penchant for kicking the shit out of people. You say, let's go for a walk. Yeah, let's, let's just, have a cigarette. Let's take five minutes and see if maybe this rich Terminator bullshit calms down a little bit. Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily have to cause a scene right there. No. Because then Marissa and Anna and Luke are going to, well, you guys are starting to fight for no reason. But at least take a walk. Yeah. But what's nice about Luke these days, you just tell Luke what's happening, and he's just on your side. Yeah. Luke wants everybody to like him, but if Ryan says something's fucked up, Luke is the one who goes, okay. Because <laughs> Luke points out, I think it's in the opening of this episode, where he's like, hangs out with your girlfriend an awful lot, doesn't he? Like, Luke has forgotten him and Marissa were ever uh-huh. together. He's just mad on Ryan's behalf. I remember the moment that happened. It was when they were about to escape the hospital, and Luke uh-huh. was about to, like, cry again in front of Marissa. Right. And he was like, "Take go that way. I'll guard this yeah. way. And now Luke is gone from ex-boyfriend to just soldier of the group. Yeah. You know, it's like the X-Men meet Colossus for the first time, and he's a real dickbag for a couple hours. But you stick through it because he can turn to metal and fuck shit up. Every team needs that guy. Sure, he's a little dumb, but you always need somebody to turn to metal and fuck shit up. Oh, wait. You're not Seth. Now, okay. Now I get who you are. Never mind. You're not Seth. I apologize. Am I a diagram between these two (laughs) fucking chuds? I apologize. We have to take a break. Oh, come on. When we come back, it'll be actually to talk about Ruru Rooney. Ruru Rooney. Ryan, it is time for everybody's favorite part of the show, when you and I just scream about how awful Seth Cohen is. I never expected when an uh, angel from heaven came down to earth and delivered this premise for this podcast to us. We were, so, we were like, fuck yeah, angel, we're going to do that shit. He was like, uh, my name is Stevanovich. Can you please call me by my formal name? And we were like, all right. Shut up, I, angel, baby. And then we ran to the studio and started making this podcast. I never thought that this would be like our shitty part of the show where we talk shit on Seth. I thought the reoccurring Seth segments would have been Seth stuff, and we just pick out the weird personality things that they never talk about, but that he has an Adam in his package fucking poster in his room. Or like Seth's quip of the week. Or like a Seth-off where I'm like, Mike, you know how you're like Seth? And you're like, oh, stop, but tell me. And then we just compliment each other back and forth. This makes me not want to go back and watch Friends because I'm also Chandler. And do I find out that Chandler's the worst person on Friends? Oh, man. I recently went back and watched Friends, and I also thought of myself as a Chandler. Turns out I'm a Monica, but Chandler? Do not tell your mom I said this. Worse than Ross. What? Chandler sucks. No, Ryan. Chandler you know, sucks. You know how my mom feels. Ross is such a weak man. He's a weak man. He's such a weak man. Uh, uh, Do you know go- who else is a weak man? Seth, Seth Mofoco. Could he be any more weak? Ross! Pivot. Uh, here's... A quote. This is early on in the segment. Seth is dating Anna, is talking to Ryan about it, and he's like, "We haven't told Summer yet. We're gonna, we're gonna plan it. I, I should be the man and do it." Because Seth always wants people to think he's getting better. He has a dad who's a perfect man. Uh-huh. He's nothing like him. He's nothing like him. Ryan, Sandy is so happy Ryan's around because he's like, finally a son who's <laughs> like me. Finally, a guy who wears leather bracelets just like I like. And Ryan's giving Seth shit, and he's like, you're a coward. And he goes, am I, or am I just sensitive to other people's feelings? Seth is a fucking nice guy. Oh, man. I, I would love to stand up here right now in front of you and God and all the people and probably the angel that gave us this idea for the podcast. Stevanovich? And say that what Seth is doing is saying that men and women are equal, and we're all equally capable of telling another person that we're in a relationship. Mm-hmm. So what Seth is doing is very modern. It's very Me Too. 
But no, it's terrible. And Sandy, without with almost no information from Seth, sees this. And right. he's like, Seth, be a fucking man, dude. No, not a man. Be a human goddamn being. It's time for Sandy wisdom, mofo. Is it? Because okay. I have this shit written down. It's Sandy says he's enjoying Rooney because he's like, well, show me this band. I want to know it's not death metal, which is what would that affect anything? It's fucking Rooney shaking it up. And Sandy says the anticipation of death is far worse than death itself. If you're old enough to go to a concert alone, if you're old enough to have a real relationship, you're old enough to be a man. Talk to Summer. And typically, mm. I, I remember what it's like being a teenager enough to hear something in that style uh-huh. and immediately say, fuck you, you idiot, you old eyebrowed idiot. But actually, if I listen to those words, yes. Do you know what I love about that is he did not need to bring death in at all. He's <laughs> know, just like, r- and we haven't told you death is real yet. That so is weird. So just remember. I also don't love the whole be a man thing. Right. Women are also capable and awesome at this. Like, Let's, you and I, we're going to fix this right now. Because there's, there's times you want to tell people to nut up, be a man. What, what is a better pithy phrase that you can say that isn't gendered is it wrong to say be a human be a human because like when people talk about like be a man you should be a man what we're talking about is like bravery Mm -hmm. loyalty integrity and And do you know what be a human all of the girls i know are far more brave and full of integrity than the dudes i know because they fucking had to be because dudes are monsters uh what i like about be a human is it covers the integrity bravery stand up and it Covers empathy and kindness. Oh, the girl stuff. In a way, be a man does not. Right. Be a man isn't like give your friend a hug, but be a human you can apply to so many scenarios. But if you say be a man, it means all those other things, but it does sort of specifically disinclude have empathy, listen, give a hug. The be a man denotes nut up, shut up. So do the thing, but never talk about your feelings about the thing. And I think be a human can do it all. So is the song now be a human? Yes. You must be quick as the raging river. Whatever. And never go to raging waters. Oh, we are that... wild rivers family here to the dark side of San Dimas. I thought what you were saying is that never go to a water park. They're filled with urine. But no, you are just sponsored by a specific water park. Yeah. It's where my 13th birthday was, and that's where I'll die. And just so you're, for your fucking edification, and nobody else cares about this because this is a specific Southern California problem. Yeah. Raging Waters is in San Dimas, where yeah. the 5 and the 405 meet. Yes. No, you San said Dimas Wild is... Rivers is in San Dimas. No, no, no. Wild Rivers, I, I talked about both of them there. Right. You said Wild Rivers was in San Dimas. Nope. Yes, you I absolutely... I said Raging Waters. You mother... Oh, my God. I said never go to Raging Waters, always go to Wild Rivers. That's the one where the 405 and the 5 meet. never go to Raging Waters because it's not in San Dimas. Nope. Wild Rivers you didn't is listen. only in San Dimas. The entire Wild Rivers was of, in Irvine, you dumb motherfucker. The entire city of San Dimas is Wild Rivers and only Wild Rivers, and it's never been Raging Waters. <sighs> yes, and you don't know how to listen, you ass clown. What? So I got excited because I thought... Anna- oh, wait, I have a little bit of Sandy wisdom before we go. I'm so sorry. You were right. Your Sandy wisdom was correct. But if I can point out a little bit more Sandy wisdom besides... How to tell Haley to shut the fuck up. It's always listen to music correctly. Because one of Sandy's things before he lets Seth go to this concert uh-huh. is that Seth has to play the music. And Sandy does the dad bop. He puts the headphones on. He's like, uh, uh. And he just listens to music correctly. And that's how Sandy do. And knows, and the thing we did not get as teenagers, that he could have enjoyed it. But he's going to do it bigger because it's going to embarrass his son. And that's hilarious. The other thing, too, is that he turned his face and he put it into his arm 
and he held his other arm out because his favorite dinner is the same thing as his favorite dance, Mike. It's the sand, sand dab. dab. He's doing the sand dab. Did Sandy invent dabbing? He and absolutely even, did. The kids don't even know they shortened it to dabbing. It used oh, to man. be Sandy dabbing. I see all these kids dabbing, never giving Sandy Cohen the respect sand he deserves. dabbery. The actual quote, because there's a lot of things he screamed at Haley, if we're just knocking off all the Sandy wisdom, is all this talk of growing up, the plans, it's shtick, it's routine, and it's tired. Oh, it's so good. It's just proof that he's got that, like, you watch Preacher? You ever seen Preacher? I've heard of it. Or Reddit? Like, you know how uh, Jesse, I've been to Reddit. Cu- Jesse Custer has that voice, that uh-huh. Genesis thing? Sandy sort of does, too. It doesn't matter how punk rock you are. When he turns on his voice, you sit and listen. And there's nothing you can do except for listen and learn. Well, he's normally so laid back and chill and wants to surfing lawyer. And picks his moments. And when he does that, you're just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I pissed off the nice guy. Because Haley is a cocky motherfucker who yeah. thinks that everything she does is right, except for the times that Sandy is talking to her. She can shut down anybody else who says things, but she just goes, bah, 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 uh, when he talks. But after he talks to Haley, he puts on uh, trampoline shoes and mm-hmm. then sand dabs all the way up the stairs. Yeah. Do you think that was the best way to end the conversation? Mm-hmm. You do? Okay. What do you, what's your comeback to that? You got nothing. I'm putting on my Nike moon shoes. It's true. Haley was about to say something to Sandy, and then she, instead she just threw up all over her sandals. Yeah. Just Oscar Pistorius is his way out of there. And you know what's uh, terrible about throwing up all over your sandals? That's your fucking feet. You just barfed on your you feet. You barfed right on your feet. Wear toesies. socks and shoes. That way when you barf on your feet, it doesn't touch your it feet. It slowly soaks through your sock into your... This is how athlete's foot happens. Ew, barf foot? Because <laughs> athletes are always sprinting so hard they barf. Sprint barf, sprint barf. Just the classic sprint barf, sprint barf. It's, a jo- it's the jock way. When summer's around, Seth wants to sprint barf, sprint barf. And I thought this whole episode, because I don't remember a lot of this episode except for everybody screaming Rooney. I thought Anna was going to stare at Seth and be like, you fucking coward. I'm out of here. I'm going to go talk about Golden Girls with my girl, who's golden. And instead, she kind of makes those faces because Seth's like, I'll do it, and then doesn't do it. I'll do it and doesn't do it. And then Anna... I feel like they betray Anna so many times because they write Anna a certain way of a very strong person who does these things and then undercut her for the plot because she can never grow further than their main four. It's the plot and the genitals. Mm -hmm. The plot has her do certain things and then like, well, I'm Anna. I'm from Philly. I do these tough things, but I guess you're the dude, so you have to do this. And I'm not. The Anna we met at Cotillion would have just done it. Right away. Rip that fucking Band-Aid off. They go into the bathroom and they're about to do it, and then sh- they bond over the Golden Girls marathon that everybody fucking loves, and how Anna's Rose, and then Summer's Blanche, and then they just Chris Farley out about the Golden Girls, a thing nobody has ever done. Which is heartbreaking, because now, finally, Anna is seeing Summer as a three-dimensional human uh-huh. being, instead of the uh, mean girl that she hoped that she would be. Anna really wants Summer to be Regina George. One of the craziest arcs, it's the last four episodes, and... The last episode we did, or two episodes ago when Taylor from Superhero Hour was on with us, was the two of them telling Seth, choose us or choose nobody because we like each other now. And growing. Nobody's grown as much as these two girls in their opinion of each other. And then, to just grow even more, what did they do? They talked about television. That's how you make friends. That's best friendship based. Was Golden Girls the original Sex in the City, where instead of being uh, a Charlotte or whatever, uh-huh. you're a golden girl? It's And this is... Do you know who you are? Well, there's Sophia, Blanche, Rose, and the other one. Oh, my God. 
That was the start of the fucking most fire Golden Girl rap I have ever heard. You want me to keep going? You know, I can't do both. I was going to beatbox and then rap, but you got to. Does that make Golden Girls the original Sex in the City? Yes, I think so. Or it's because things were very gendered in the 80s. It's you and I and people of our dicked ilk talked about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and the ladies had the Golden Girls. But I cannot wait for that. Till the Ninja universe. Turtles to meet the Golden Girls. They fight at first, oh my and God. then they have to team up and fight the Master Shredder slash Landlord. I don't know who the villain of the Golden Girls was. Can Age? you imagine when uh, Blanche and Estelle Getty and Rose and Leonardo and Michelangelo and Raphael all go fight Shredder? Mm-hmm. Wow, Raphael is just banging B. Arthur out in the background. That's brutal. The other day, did I tell you the story? The other day, I said. Um, I've never watched that show, Sex in the City. Uh-huh. And the person I was talking to was like, do you mean Sex and the City? And I was like, no, I'm pretty sure it's Sex in the City. And then we looked it up, and it turns out it is Sex and the City. Uh-huh. Like some sort of Scott band? And what I did was sex I in said, the instead of creating an entire universe where I had seen a different show called uh-huh. Sex in the City starring Shaquille O'Neal as a genie, uh-huh. and that we were just from different universes, I admitted my mistake. I didn't... Ryan... I I went I, out on a ledge. I really tried hard, and I am still here to tell the story. Look, the Nobel. I know, I know, piece I know. Of, it, people are banning about who should get it, but I've not heard somebody do that. I know. In decades, you know what, dude? Keep your Nobel, and maybe give me the Nobel because I'm. There's no bull from this side of the table. It's all truth. All truth. I, I don't even know what to say. We gotta take a break. I'm gonna go def jam around the room, find some sort of metal to wrap around your neck, and get the real deets of that story. Cause what a pedantic fuck you were talking to. Wait, does that mean give me like a uh, Olympic medal or choke me to death with metal? Only if you're into the second one. Okay. But I was gonna do the Olympic one. Totally. But I if totally you want to do like some sort of oh, in between would be great. Shibari Olympic medal rope play. We'll do it. Ryan, your eyes are gleaming. Uh-huh. Well, I'm like you got something on your mind. Uh-huh. Let her rip. I have a question for you. And I don't want you to get mad, mad at me. Right now, you are drinking the biggest Yoo-Hoo I have ever seen. I've been drinking. And I don't want that to be Yoo-Hoo thrown directly drinking. at my face. Yoo-Hoo's hard to fucking wash out. I want to talk about somebody who is in the Hall of Fame of worst TV characters. O to the L to the I-V-E. Are we going Are we to talk about this or not? I don't know. Um, and what I want to say is, is he a terrible character? Or is he so perfectly written, we think he's a terrible character because of how perfectly written he is? Like he's too TV for all these real-ass people he's around? We're supposed to hate him. And like he is we the were worst. supposed to hate Luke. Like we were supposed to hate Luke, and but we did. He doesn't get the Luke redemption? But Oliver has... Uh, this like honor of being the thing that ruined the OC. Uh-huh. 14 episodes in, he just ruined the whole show. I hate him with a hot passion. Like, it's, it's gone past white, and then what's after that? What gets hotter than white? Ice cold. Ice cold. Um, isn't that all on purpose? We were talking about how Oliver fed Marissa when Marissa was on the phone with uh, Ryan. Yes. That's not an accident. That's not improv. No. The writers wanted that to happen. The way that Oliver talked to the group and made Ryan so upset. Uh-huh. Is he a great character? Can we even just talk about that for a second? I think I get why people hate Oliver 
But I do hate... He broke up the foursome. He broke up the foursome. It's Galactus. But in in TV shows, I do hate when people hate the person who's anti the protagonists. That's their job. You can be like, fuck that character, because, yeah, you wouldn't ever want to be with them, but that doesn't mean they're bad. I've actually yet to see an Oliver... He got scratchy because he wanted cocaine, and I think that is TV horseshit. Yes. And over the... T- like, we already don't like Oliver for the little things he's doing. We don't need this shit. He went and told the very brusque security lady, this is my posse. So we know he sucks. He doesn't also need to shake his, scratch his fucking spiky hair. He was just out there going, shoo, shoo, shaking my spiky hair. And, yeah, I, I'm i not bugged more by Oliver just as much as Luke and Juku and Caleb. All the villains of the show. They are villains of the, the OC. The villains of the show all bugged me. The difference is Juku in little moments, Luke in a huge way, were allowed to grow. I cannot see me ever being on Caleb's side in any scene. And maybe it's they got rid of Oliver instead of giving him the massage into one of the crew. Because you would think that Juku could never be three-dimensional. Right. Did we think at the time that Oliver could never be two-dimensional or three-dimensional and then he has to go and then also ruin the show? You can't see him hanging out with the group as a normal person, I but think, Luke does? I Yeah, I think they... I trust this show enough, 14 episodes in, that they could fix Oliver if they want him to stick around. Um, he's a handsome young gentleman. I like his snappy style. Uh, he makes them do... He's more adventurous than any of them, even if he sucks. I bet they could rehab his image. But this is... Uh, the story of a girl. Brian. What? What? What, Mike? What? She cried a river. Okay, sure. Drowned the whole world. Uh. She looks so sad in photographs. But you know what? What? What, what Mike? What? I absolutely love it. The, I just think that there's a... She j- smiles. I'm going to bring up this person. Please. Joffrey. Yes. We all hated Joffrey, and we loved it. Love to hate. But didn't it give you the same feeling that you have when you watch Oliver? Yeah, I think it's because people— Joffrey is from Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Yeah. Little king, little prince, little purple wedding. Actually, Uh, uh, if you look up Gaelic, Ryan means little prince. So maybe be careful about when you say those two words together. Ryan Joffrey. Oh, you motherfucker. Uh, I think it's on game on shows where people are allowed to die, you get to scream, die, die, die. But the OC people don't die yet, so you're not allowed to just say, got him like a fish. Uh, so people hate the character. We love to hate Joffrey. We, I think we should love to hate Oliver. He is evil, manipulative. He's doing it on purpose. Uh, my, my go-to is I'm very pro Skylar White. Uh-huh, me too. When I really Bad am. I'm on, defensive about people her. People fucking hate Anna, One, Anna Gunn is a national treasure. She can act her balls off. Uh, also, Walter White is the worst person that Walter has ever White existed. Is, but so many people are like, but he's the protagonist. She's getting his way. Fuck her. She's reacting how anybody would react in that fucking situation. I, and her arc is so interesting of fight it, fight it, fight it. Let's be bad guys. Uh, and you then can, fight him more. Mm. You can't let a show change your personal reason and then say, oh, this person uh, who's being reasonable is no longer being reasonable because now I'm rooting for the protagonist. I'm trying to think of somebody who... Is not Joffrey. Joffrey was a great character right. because of how much he made my heart thump. Who is just who just sucks, but like who, flat out sucks. Not like in a not in an Oliver Joffrey way, but just like ugh. The only person I can think of right now is Bevers. Bevers, yeah, and yeah it sucks because I like that guy That's in real Broad life. City. But fuck Bevers. He it's Bevers is tonally jarring. He's on a different kind of show, and it's never funny. He's just awful to watch. Poochie, <laughs> Poochie did suck. <laughs> Also, it was crazy how Cliff Huxtable always made desserts for his kids, and then they went to sleep right after they yeah, ate their desserts. Yeah, I don't desserts. like yeah, yeah, Cliff Huxtable. Uh, the baby from Dinosaurs, 
Not the mama? I know that's a rare one. Everybody loved the fucking baby, but I was a real Earl guy. Sure. It's it's hard when you design a, sh- a character to be the heel, and you do so well, people hate that they were ever on the show. It's just, yes. And also, if he wasn't on the show, then they would have coasted along in like uh, a lack of turmoil. That's not what you yeah. want. You don't want the forefront to be Seth in the love triangle. That is okay as a B or C plot. And this, to Ryan and Marissa are a perfect couple once they get over the Luke shit, once they're actually a couple. So you need to spoke the wheels somehow. And you can't do what this episode did of uh, showing 15 minutes of Haley, Jimmy, Connect 4 footage Mm-mm. without having Oliver. Like, that would have been boring without Oliver. What I love about the Oliver choice and how he is is he does play it so on paper he's never fucking over Ryan. Marissa, if Ryan's like, he's fucking with me, Marissa's like, you look crazy. Like, he definitely does get in Ryan's head. And he definitely, he doesn't cackle. He gets in Ryan's head in a way that maybe he doesn't know he is, but he's, everything seems above board. Yes, he's it's classic bad guy. Buddy, buddy. It's, it's so fucking good. And then at the end, uh, because Ryan is a great guy, so he watches, one, Oliver's getting roughed up out in the parking lot because his connect gets there. And Ryan smells a fight. And he's like, fight? I gotta go to and the he, fight. Even though he hates Oliver, Oliver's on his team, so he's gonna punch an adult. And then the guy goes, I'm a cop. And Ryan goes, what? And then he calls Sandy because he's a good guy. He pulls Sandy from his connect for hell. The funniest, we've seen funny Ryan growing, right? And he's like a little digging at set. The funniest is Oliver gets out of jail because Sandy and he's talking. He's like, thank you so much. You must, you must like me a little to get me out of jail. And Ryan just goes, nah, that was Sandy. <laughs> That's the funniest thing the OC's done so far. Okay. But let's talk about this now that we have understood Ryan and Sandy to be just like real three-dimensional characters. Mm-hmm. Is this a bridge too far? Maybe not for Sandy because he cares about everybody under 18 that has ever existed. Right. But Which the is fa- probably good. The fact that Ryan did this makes what he did for Luke seem like normal shit. Like he went out of his way and kept it secret from Marissa for as long as he could and uh, played the baller move of like Oliver was like, are you going to tell Marissa? And Ryan said, no, you are. I think Sandy but is a- is Ryan really gonna save oliver leave that guy to in jail and rot like what the fuck save seth do other stuff seth is at the bar he just wants three mountain dews get back to there and get him those mountain dews i know not what we're talking about but seth waits forever is a baby about it and then throws the money like an entitled no you don't do that you little rich as a former bartender Mm. and also that's what makes this show like this show is great as far as like getting into the hearts of what teenagers are like, mm-hmm. but then there's other parts that make it seem like it's definitely written by a bunch of 40-year-old men because right. nobody waits at a bar for three Mountain Dews. All people wait at a bar for three rum and cokes. Right. You, if you don't get your Mountain Dew immediately, you get the fuck out of there and, also, and watch the rest of the show. Everybody missed the show, except Luke. There's three songs. They uh-huh. played three songs and leave. It felt so short. They shoot, they shoot, they shake, and they, they were They're out. out. They really only had that song. All right, back to Ryan. Come on, man. You're a good guy, right? You got I'd integrity. Like so. I think I'm a good guy. At a certain point, don't you have to put the white hat down and say, fuck Oliver? I think you call Sandy. Especially because his last name is Close Off. Which is not okay. You know he's a bad. He changed, legally changed his name to put that. Not a good guy. Not cool. That's some Cliff Huxtable level shit. He, I would call Sandy and say, do you have a lawyer in the area? Don't drive up here, and I also will not go to jail. You set the kid up, and then you go fucking hang out with your girlfriend and best friend. Well, let me ask you this. If you're in Atwood's shoes at that point, are you thinking more, Oliver is a terrible person mm-hmm. who is trying to 
weasel his way into my life and ruin stuff, or I'm a paranoid asshole and I need to take a deep breath. Ryan's probably thinking that. Ryan the second one? is very good at the gut, but everybody around him is like, don't trust your gut so much. And I think he's trying to be like, oh, maybe I should be nicer. Everybody else seems to like him. Ryan's only quality is his gut, right. which, sure, gets him in trouble sometimes, but is right 100% of the time. But I do think if you're 16 and everybody around you goes, you're wrong, you're going to be like, maybe I'm wrong. That's normal 16-year-old shit. Do you remember when Ryan and Marissa kissed on the Ferris wheel? Yeah. Do you know how many more episodes past the one that we just watched that relationship last? How many? One? Maybe two. It's so crazy to think that when everybody thinks about it, and by everybody I mean me. It was the entire series. The entire series. five years straight. But they are, even though months go by because it was Christmas, like summer happened and then Thanksgiving, months go by. We just don't ever get to see them be happy. And that I do wish we had an episode of them just having a normal, happy relationship while Somebody else deals with drama. We have the second season episode, Mall episode, my favorite episode of all time, except for Rainy Day Women, where they seem like they're close to getting back together, but they no, this is it for Ryan and Marissa. That's so crazy. A iconic TV couple. We're almost done forever. Do you think top twenty iconic TV couples are they up there? Uh so it, Sam and Diane number one. No. With a bullet? Hey Mike, why don't you ask me that question again? But say top one iconic TV couples of all time. Who's the top one I kind of It's do? Ryan and Marissa. Ryan and Marissa. Yeah. They went on a goddamn Ferris they wheel. Did. Nobody else ever went on a goddamn Ferris. Sorry, Dave. Sorry. Jesus, Dave. All right. We get it. It's time for the fucking break. All right. When we come back, we're going to talk about the parents. And the duck. Ryan. Michael. It is time for everybody's favorite part of the show, where we talk about the parental drama. We've already talked about all the Rooney heads. And now let's talk about the Toonie heads. The tune yards? Can we? Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna ignore you everything you're do saying. Do that again. Do you like Jimmy Cooper, Tate Donovan, Hercules? I will speak Hercules, in your language. Hercules. Do you like Hercules better as the? Oh my God! I'm a dad. I stole a bunch of money. I'm gonna go to jail. Or do you like the other Jimmy of? Hello, Haley. Let's live it up and be kids forever. What I, I would not like the second one if the first one had not happened. Right. So much is informed. One, I think Tate Donovan. Is great. He Let's plays go get wrist tattoos and skateboard. Bumbling, yeah. His his desperate. Let's be young again. Makes so much sense if you've watched the first thirteen episodes of this show, and it's pure escapism. It's so sad and sweet in a way. Oh my god! I have a question for you. Shut up about right. everything that I'll you're saying right now. Stop answering your first question. Shut Ask the me fuck up, question. dude. Pretend that I never asked that question. One, have you ever banged your way through a family? And two. Is that weird at all? That and we already know we've seen future OC episodes. Not uh-huh. to pull the curtain back too much. That uh, Jimmy and Haley hook up, and we know that he fucked Kirsten. Is it weird to fuck an entire family? So two parter. And if you ha- have you ever done this, and if not, this is part three, and then part four is: Do you know anyone who has bangeranged through a family? I have not bangeranged through a family. I don't know if I'm excited or disappointed with you right now. It feels like something I would have done, right? Absolutely. I've gone through some scumbag phases. Uh... I've never bangerang through a family. There's definitely the closest I got. I'm not going to say names because this is real. Absolutely don't uh, say names. Are you kidding me? <laughs> the clo- like, there's definitely a, there was a period in time where a gal, I was in high school and I was a little old for my high school age. I was like a year, year and a half older than most of the kids in my, because I did kindergarten twice because I'm super smart. You were 37 your senior year. And a gal who was three grades below me, mm. we were really close. So I would drive her to school and got to know her mom. 
who was a young mom. Oh, fuck. I'm only so talking about I siblings, was, bro. When I was 17, oh, 18, the mom was 36. And I was into the mom because that's just what's going to happen. Sure. But years later, we all met up in New York once, I, like years and years later. Uh, I lived in New York. They hit me up. We grabbed dinner. And then my older sister came and met us and later went, was it weird for you to watch a mother and daughter both try to flirt with you? And I went, what, what, what? Uh, you didn't know? I knew the daughter and I had, we've no, nothing has ever happened, flirtatious our entire friendship. The mom thing is such a teenage fantasy that there's no way I ever like saw, except that when I was 18, the mom's boyfriend was 19. And I just kept <laughs> telling the daughter. That's a pretty good sign. When I was her stepdad, she would have to respect me more than she did. Wow. Did, did you, you ever? I have never. Uh, I think that if you do a sibling, I can't even believe you're breaking generations here. Like, I, I didn't though. That's it's you it's didn't, just, but you still right out of the gate had a story about mom and daughter, not sister and sister, which is what I was talking about. So really, and Tamara, there's no way that I could say anything right now that even competes to your non-story. Well, you could have just actually done a thing. Uh, I always thought that if you hook up with one sister, that sister, that other sister is just off limits yes. forever. Another when you first asked, I was about to scream a name of a person we both know. Stopped almost doing that. Uh, because we went to the same school but in different years. Uh-huh. But there is a person in between us that I bet we both know because she was notorious for dating. There was four boys in this family. She dated literally every boy. And I just want to talk to those boys' parents and be like, what do you think about this girl? Well, let me ask you a question, Mike. What do you think about this girl? Because I could see you judging, or one judging, not you. Mm-hmm. You're pretty judge-free, but one judging. Or I can see, like, damn, she's got a thing, and she knows her thing. Yeah, it's. I think it's one of those knee-jerk reactions, and if I was the parents, I'd be like, but they probably love her and get to know her very well. Knee-jerk reaction is, that's fucking weird. And then you think about it, you're like, I bet those dudes are all kind of different, and maybe she grew. Who knows? I don't remember, because this is going 15 years back. How many years were in between these? I don't know, because I used to think it was weird to you date somebody you should never date their friends. But in high school, that's all you fucking know. You don't have the biggest fucking social circle in the world. And if you're in like organizations and clubs like you and I were, it's so incestuous. We were in the organization club. We went around and organized, organized clubs. all the organizations. Yeah. It, it, it feels so weird, but I don't know if I have an argument other than isn't that so weird? There's a big difference, I think, between the person who says... I'm going to only do this thing. And the person who, like, I didn't mean to fall for this other person. The person that you're talking about who uh, jammed through four brothers uh-huh. in one high school career, that's crazy. But with Jimmy, is it because I can't get with Kirsten and so I'll do the next best thing? Or is it because I like Haley? I think because this is 25 years later or whatever, and Haley's a train wreck and Jimmy's a train wreck, I think it's I like Haley. I think. It is a shared history. It's been long enough. She was not on the market because, as he said, I was going to college and you were 10. Uh, (laughs) And now they're both adults. I think he never even thought about her as a human being. Next question. And he met her now. What's weirder, uh, banging a sibling of somebody you've banged or hooking up with somebody that you knew when when they were 10? Yeah, that's super fucking weird, but he didn't change her diaper. That's my line. If you change the diaper, diaper please never bang them. What about the fact that both Kirsten and Haley, when they uh, go to O-Town, they all go, Caleb! Yeah, that's the weirdest of all the things. That's that's the fucked up thing. Okay. No matter what, if it's your dad's name or not, never yell, Caleb! Uh, Jimmy's got a Jimmy is, I'm on Team Jimmy for this moment. 
but is Haley goes to kiss him. And there was no actual lead up. They both had fun and were train wrecky, but there's no romantic things yet. And he goes, ah, uh, Kirsten and Sandy have helped me out so much, and I just dealt with it. They're good people. Please just be nice to them. I got to go. Good move. Think about it. We're not children. We don't have to act just because we feel away in one moment. And then the next night, you couldn't go on a date if you've processed it. So you're saying that Jimmy is a good guy? Yeah, but the Because Jimmy's got a Jimmy's about what a piece of shit he is. It was the way he did it. Ah, 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 ah. He could just say a sentence. He fumbled his way through his good explanation. And I think we finally got proof of what we always knew is that uh, I don't think that Jimmy is still in love with Kirsten. I think that Jimmy is in love with the Coens not judging him. Yes. And like, Haley, if we hook up right now, they're going to think I'm a piece. I'm the piece of shit that I am. You're a train wreck. I can't be associated with your train wreck stank right now. Can you clean it up for a second? And then we can do a thing. Okay, look. You obviously picked the correct Jimmy's Got a Jimmy. But Thank you, what's yours? What about the fact that uh, when everybody's talking in the big fight in the uh-huh. family, and he's like, sorry? Oh, no, I'm at the board game. Come on, Jimmy's Got a Jimmy. And so what I love, there's layers here. Because you think, Jimmy's Got a Jimmy, he's such an idiot and obtuse, he wants to do sorry. But no, no, Jimmy's Got a Jimmy, because he thinks that's what's going to cut through the tension. To remind them that one fa- non-family member is here, so please... Stop all of this. And then right after that, he was like, Battleship? And everybody was like, oh, the board game. And he was like, nope. And then he got on a battleship and drove away. <laughs> and he stole another thing. Th- those fucking battleship pirates, dude. What are we going to do and about that? And then he them? just shot into Catalina, just into a blank mountain face for an hour and a half. There's no more Catalina. There's no more Catalina. Jimmy's got Jimmy's a Jimmy. Jimmy's got a Jimmy. While we're talking about the adults, do you have a Kirsten Poor Another one? Okay, my only Kirsten Poor Another one. Because I do not. Okay, and this was a pretty Kirsten wine-free episode. Surprising, because her little sister sucks. But they, uh, Sandy and Kirsten want to hit that jacuzzi. Yeah, they do. And Sandy wants some bubbly sex. And Kirsten just wants to fill that thing with wine and put mm. a straw in it and drink it. You can see it in her eyes. Kirsten, like that, pour another one. That episode of Drew Carey, where it's the dunk tank, but it's filled with beer, and Ryan Stiles, and who's the dude with the goofy name? Diedrich Bader. Diedrich Bader. Uh, sit in it for hours and slowly drink their way through, and one guy's like, I haven't peed in hours. And he went, oh. Do you remember that? The Wire, <laughs> Mad Men, The Sopranos, Breaking Bad. These are all shows you can watch, but instead you choose to only watch The O.C. and that one episode of Drew Carey over and over and over again. I also watched the There's episode so much TV, dude. of Drew Carey with Larry Miller okay. where they get trapped in the elevator. He takes his shoe off, pees in his shoe, looks at Drew and goes, sometimes when we wait this long, it's better than sex. I think it's awesome that you went to a gas station Saw a DVD called The Best of Drew Carey. <laughs> has two episodes, and you just watch them nonstop. Over and over. That was my show. What else? Had? We covered all the parents, right? We covered all the dumb board games. They don't get to have sex. Haley freaks out on Kirsten. She tries to like make a joke about working for her dad and being a sellout, but then just digs and digs and digs until she can't even pretend it's a joke anymore. You're a big fat loser. I Thank am you. a man about town who makes, I don't know, nine, ten figures a year? Yes. Um, when you go at me, like if we're at a party, do you go at me and think that your jokes are going to work or do you just shut the fuck up? Like, it's obvious that Haley is trying to make Kirsten feel bad. Right. But it's just so much jealousy and guilt and bullshit. Only jealousy and guilt and bullshit. And what's great is one, it gave us a great Sandy moment. And then later Haley owns up for the first time ever. That is true. This is the first time we've seen it. And a fucking great Sandy line, not wisdom, but fucking great is he goes connect four is playing my blood was up man what a classy gen yeah seriously like what a way to like i see that you feel bad that's the amount of bad that i wanted you to feel i'm gonna qualm all of this i'm just gonna 
like I'm gonna like get rid of all of the tension. And then, uh, a legit good human Haley moment is she Kirsten's like, "Here's what you do. Here's what you want to do." And Haley goes, "How do you know what I want to do? I don't even know what I want to do." Which is saying that shit out loud. That's huge. And then the other crazy human Haley moment is the fact where when, when she was like, "I am a human," and then ripped off her arm and planted it, and a Not robot a tree grew out of the does, dirt. You yeah, fucking I don't think you are a human. Uh, when Sandy and Haley have that talk, mm-hmm. they uh-huh. uh, about like, oh no, con- connect four. My blood was up. They kiss on the cheek. I was gonna ask you, is that normal? I don't know. Do you have any kiss on the cheek relationships? I have fuck in the mouth relationships, uh-huh. and I have never touched ever relationships. Uh-huh. Like, do not ever touch me, and I don't have anything in between. I feel like deep down, I'm a very huggy guy. In high school, I used to be hug everybody, kiss on the cheek. I was definitely on that route. Really? And not in a pervy way. Like, I was very loving. And then, have we talked about this on any of our shows? But this is the show we're allowed to show some leg behind the curtain. Do it. Uh, I was in the Army for seven years. And you are not supposed to touch anybody ever, I believe. Not even handshakes. And wearing that uniform for seven years, I forgot how to hug anybody. And now I still, I've been out for years. I don't know how to casually interact with people. And people go to hug me and I go, oh, are we doing this? Now, it's weird because I get how you're not supposed to touch anybody, but you guys were required to soap each other's butts. And mm-hmm. y- you could That's touch then. That professionally, was yes. Professionally soaping each other's butts. So if you want to professionally do that, I can do that, but I don't know how to hug his friends. But it does. I, I do feel like deep down in my candy core, I'm a hugging guy, and it fucking broke me. That's crazy. Do you want a hug practice after this? I would I love need to. Because now I do feel like when I'm like, I should be a hug guy again, everybody sees that I'm like, that's the thing is that you know who i am Mm -hmm. and you know all of the girls that i know Mm -hmm. and the girls are fine with me but if i uh, if i introduced a kiss on the cheek relationship they would freak the fuck out and i do think it's you could do it new people it's like you couldn't start wearing a weird hat around me because i know you as a not weird hat wearing guy or i couldn't start with you say like hey call me chip star right but with new people new people you're chip star and they can't say word one about chip star but yeah, I think new people, you could be like that. It's just, it's so fucking weird. And plus, as f- adult friends, I don't know who to shake hands with, when to hug. It's all baffling being a human being. I want to go plant a robot tree right now. We're on a show called Movie of the Year. Yes. Greg is the host of that. He is. Greg is married to Kelly. Yes. Kelly's one of my best friends. A dear friend. The next time I saw her, if I went to kiss her on the cheek, what would happen to me? Please let me be there. Please <laughs> let me be there to watch what everybody... I would get the living shit kicked out of me. By or a stranger. Pepper spray. <laughs> yeah. It would be odd. And you guys have been friends for decades. I don't be- There's two things I don't believe in. Alf and jump kicks. And yet if I tried that, Alf would jump kick me in the face. And then eat your cat? Yeah, he would eat my cat. That's an Alf thing? But that's not, that's not a me thing. He just does that everywhere yeah, he goes. Yeah, he's a monster. Yeah. It's, it is baffling because some people like judge high fives and then judge... I, I'm a handshake guy, but I also... I am easily... I used to be easily embarrassed. I don't know... Any actual social cue. Uh-huh. So if somebody sticks their hand out, and I think, here's a normal human handshake, then they f- turn into a fist bump and l- act like I'm an asshole. And so instead of being embarrassed, whatever I think is happening, I don't deviate. And then it turns into funny. So there's definitely people in my life who I go in for a hug, and we are just colleagues. The problem is that you're a never blamer. Uh-huh. And most people you hang out with are, are always, always blamers. blamers. So they're going to point at you like, they're going to go up for a high five, and then miss, and then right. fall on the ground, and be like, oh, look at this Mike idiot. Right. He's a fucking idiot. I think what I'm going to do from now on is, if I see anybody going for a hug, mm-hmm. or a kiss, or a handshake, or a high five, foot job. I'm going to fall to the ground, kick up my shoes, rock out a foot job. And then what I want you to do, you're, that's my thing. Okay, you can't do that. I don't want to do that. What you're going to do is you're going to always have a supercharged 
battery powered hair clippers. And if anybody goes in for a hug or a handshake or a high five, you're going to shave off both of your eyebrows. Oh, mine. I thought yes. you wanted me to just yell, wee man, and shave No, 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 no. You, that's, that is not post me too. You do not touch anybody else's hair. You only okay. do yours. I want both of your eyebrows shaved off. And then they freak out. What did they do to make me do that? And then, no, you make fun of them. Just you before. didn't shave your eyebrows, you fucking freak. And the cool thing about you is that you could probably do this three or four times a day. Your eyebrow growth rate, like, I think that you can do this three or four times a day. I'm very Sicilian. Is this... Have I figured out the sensitive topic? <laughs> no. If I didn't shave my There head, are tears in your eyes. Your bottom lip is quivering right now. If I didn't... do, I would have just a straight line from temple to temple if I didn't clean up my shit. You go to, a, like, an eyebrow wax house, mm-hmm. and they had to come up with, like, a uh, rope. Like, three foot uh, yes. thick rope in order to just figure out your head. Just covered in honeydew. Melon. It's sticky. That's the show. We've covered it all. Plus some extra. How can you be sensitive about your magnificent brows when we're always talking about Sandy goddamn Cohen as the greatest person of all time? No, yeah. Well, because I don't have the sandy hair. I need uh, that thick, luxurious Bronx hair. I'm going to put sand in your hair. Thank you. Am I getting this? Am yeah. I like, reading the notes? Okay. I get it that sticky, put sand in it, then it's thicker. Right. Ryan, what was this whole show brought to you by? Yourpopfilter.com is a website that you can go to to get every single article podcast, review, news, slews. Do we still have slews? I think we still have slews. Okay, slews, reviews, news, reviews, slews, and news that you would ever want. Yourpopfilter.com is our home base. Go there. Get it done. Let her rip. Please go to wherever you catch pods. Subscribe, rate, and review to this show. While you're there, do the Superhero Hour Hour. That's where we talk about a bunch of different TV shows that are all based on live-action comic books. Can you do the whole thing? Monday. Monday is Movie of the Year, where our friend Greg makes Ryan and I fight to be his best friend slash talk about a movie. One Tuesday a month. Taylor Talking Taylor, where Taylor gets left by his co-host every episode. Taylor Swift to talk about other famous Taylors in the world. Every other Wednesday. Where I talk to people who are good at writing about how to get good at writing. Uh, Every Thursday. Every Thursday is this very show. Yeah, it is. And then every Friday is, of course. The Superhero. Hour, hour. Please subscribe, rate, and re- there's going to be a show or two that you like in that. There we has to we be. hit. We did all the polling. That is an interest. Literally, everybody has is in those five shows. You love Taylors or you love movies. This last episode, we talked about Winona Earp, Luke Cage, The Wire, and uh, Two and a Half Men. There's you got to you got to love something in there. Yeah, you fucking scientifically have to love something. <laughs> those are in all there. of the people. Did we talk about Patreon yet? Do it, bro. Patreon.com slash yourpopfilter. If you like us and want to support us as, let's say, artists, uh, you can pick any tier. It could be a dollar a month, and you'll get articles all the time and extra bonus clips. $5 a month, get extra bonus shows of the things we do. There's surprises and prizes every tier up uh, of things we will give you back if you give us a little cashish. And it's important to note that every tier you go up is one less tier that we shed. Aw, The English I like language. That. Uh, if you love Oliver and think we're assholes and then everybody else who really hates Oliver is a huge asshole, you should tweet at us at your pop filter or Facebook at us, facebook.com slash your pop filter. I don't want to do Facebook anymore. Just do the Twitter. Should like, we delete it? Yeah, I don't want it anymore. Then you delete it. All right, I'm going to delete it. Delete it. It costs $74. I know. I need those monies. Twitter, follow us at yourpopfilter.com. We're really good on that. Contact at yourpopfilter.com if you want to give us a longer missive. We would love to read it on here. You can just put, like, OCD bitch in the subject line, and we'll know what show it's for. 
But it is important that if you email us, it can only be in Telegram form. So stop. You use those stops. You get those stops ready. Full stop. Tell us about the war and what the crowds are up to. <laughs> telegram form. That's an important telegram. Like the telegram <laughs> you're getting back is like either war's good, war's bad. Stop. I don't know. Crowds are being sour. Crowds are being bitter. Uh, is that okay to say? Yeah. It's still okay. Like we can't be racist unless it's about 1930s Germans, and then we can say whatever we want. I bet we could be racist about 2018 Germans. They white. They. They're so germy. I don't know what to say about them. I don't know. Angela Merkel's all right. And they feel like the nicest people. Yeah, well, they got to be. It feels like they learned from their 1930s mistake. Like, we're not learning from our 2018 mistake. Oh, in 20 mistake. years, Americans are going to be known for being so kind. Uh, if you want to... Be you my lover. Hate all of the things we just said in the last two minutes. Give us a little ring-a-ding-ding at 1562-DRDJ-POP. Wait, so this is the negative hotline? Yes. Like, only to at shit us. at us? 1562-DRDJ-POP. He's a doctor, he's a DJ, he's a pop. One of his hands is A. I would say a Roman statue of an olive that is as big as a tank going through a drive-through at In-N-Out. Oh, yeah, he's like a kaiju-level mm-hmm. robot. Everybody assumes he's like a Wally. Why assume that? He's huge. He's huge. He's a robot, and they come in every shape or size. Your robot raises. His other hand is, of course, one of those uh, woven belts that you just jam that through because <laughs> you're bad at coordination. And that's very tiny. Put that tongle wherever you need it. That is not like adjusted for his size. It's a very no, it's, it's a, a human-sized human belt. Size belt. Yeah. And he's so tall. Uh, next week, Ryan, do you want to know what we're talking about? Yeah. Oliver plans a new trip for the group by inviting them to the Palm Springs for the weekend to play golf and travel around. But things do not go well for everyone. All right, that's so all you get. Let me ask you this. We know there's more Oliver based on our conversation about whether or not he's a good character. You excited or are you bummed? I'm excited to see. This is when I think about Oliver, it is this next episode, and why I hate Oliver, it is this next episode. Now I want to see how dumb I was back then and how actually dope he makes things happen. Uh, let's Plus, do it. Palm Springs sucks, so I want to see what the show treats Palm Springs like. How, where does Palm Springs get off? We'll talk about this next week. Where uh, does like, it get a off? A vacation city. Uh, Are you kidding me, Palm Springs? Town. Shut up. Uh, go fuck yourself. Have a great week. Stay gay. California.